You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you to the detriment of my upper body workout. Oh. And I didn't realize that really until they started doing floor ex- the floor exercises. And I started doing that and I'm like, oh my God, I've got super strong legs and I can't lift anything. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it was about that time that, that I said, I've got to do other things. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 266. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hello. I was thinking, we have, you know what we haven't talked about in a little while? What's that? Was the meetup that we've got going on in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man. You know, it seems like forever when we, it was going to take forever to get to when we first set that up, but now it's not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if, if you live in the area or if you don't and you don't mind making a trip, like that's cool too. Absolutely. Um, October 15th, uh, we're getting together for some Yacht Rock. If you like the Yacht Rock. We have a show for you. Mm. It features Firefall, Orleans, The Babies, Walter Egan, John Ford Coley from England Dan and John Ford Coley. England Dan is no longer with us. So you can't hold it. It's kind of hard for him can't to hold be there. Not having England Dan against us. And Peter Beckett from Player, Baby Come Back. So it's an Baby evening come back. of Yacht Rock classics. <laughs> and what's great about the shows like this, if you've never been to one before, is that. Like all those bands, it's not like it's a nine hour show. It's right. like Peter Beckett's got like two, maybe three songs that you kind of care about, not to be mean, but uh, he'll come <laughs> out and he'll play those two or three songs and he will get out of the way 
And Walter Egan will come out and play his two or three songs. But here's the thing I, I think you need to explain when you say that. See, they all use the same instruments. So you're not sitting there right. waiting a half hour in between these sets. Yeah. They, so they, like it's a really quick change. In the industry, we call that sharing backline. <laughs> so like they don't have to like set up a new drum kit or anything like that, that they just kind of swap out some guitars and then they're good to go. And so it so, makes it like this party atmosphere because yeah. they come out, they play, they have a lot of fun with the crowd and then the next one comes out and they play. And they have a lot of fun with yeah. the crowd So it keeps and, it moving And there's a few intermissions Because you know We're there to sell beer Absolutely Tom <laughs> You don't I, Yeah I don't want to mislead people I yes. just mean that like It keeps it moving So it you're does. not just sitting there like Okay It is a It is <laughs> it is a great way to see a show So it And like other shows That are like that The Happy Together Tour or They do stuff like that So anyway We would love to see you So we if, if you want to check it out uh, There's information about it In the weekly newsletter You can find information about it In the Facebook group All those places it's a relatively inexpensive ticket and we have a suite so you will have a suite with some some food and whatnot while that lasts it's not all you can eat buffet calm down <laughs> but uh, but yeah so we would we would love to have you if you're in the area and you like your yacht rock and who doesn't like the yacht rock there's a few people yeah. that are real crabby about it actually <laughs> but it's a lot of fun so you should totally come out <laughs> absolutely so uh what pray tell do you have in store for people this week it's uh picking up again you've we got two major stories big exclusives right well that is true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, we had a visit from the Peloton Prophet. And if you were a member of our Patreon community, you already know. You got, you got an exclusive bonus episode this yeah, week and you got, knew before everybody else. some early access. You did. Yeah. Um, and so we will be talking about what the Peloton Prophet had to say. Okay. Uh, we also have a story about... Some crazy shenanigans happening with accounts. People's accounts just disappearing. Oof. That's right, disappearing. And they did nothing wrong. Right. Um, so we will be talking about that. We also have a ton of news about what's going on with the instructors. There's some new features that have been added. We have a visit from Dr. Jen, and she talks about what happens if the bike has lost its appeal. I know it's hard to believe, but some people, it, it feels happens. like it, you know, yeah. and then we have MetPro, Angelo visits, and we talk about finding the caloric balance for weight loss without robbing yourself of fuel. And uh, we also have a celebrity sighting and, of course, tons of things like in case you missed it. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast iHeart, tune in wherever you find a podcast. You're going to find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Uh, maybe leave us a review. That's always helpful for the people who come along after you. And you can also find us, as we mentioned earlier, on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the clip out. For five bucks a month, you can get the episodes entirely ad free if that's important to you. If you want extra stuff, bonus content like the aforementioned exclusive visit from the Peloton Profit, then you can sign up for a slightly higher level. You can also sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com and check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash theclipout. And of course, our Facebook community, facebook.com slash theclipout. While you're there, like the page, join the group. So there's all that. Let's, uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So joining us once again via the magic of a Zoom tube, he's back. He's it's back. Jo it's John Mills. Hey, how's it going? What is going on? Oh, extra energy. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two I've weeks. been out in the yard. And I've been like cutting a, a, a branch into pieces. And so. And your you grandpa's shark shirt? Thing. 
No, I had to throw this on. Oh, and, and okay. Good thing, like I said, it's not smell-o-vision. I don't think I smell all that hot right now. And the door is closed, so no one else has to smell it. So oh. I'm sure they appreciate that. <laughs> I know we do. Exactly. Thanks yeah, for closing the door. Yeah, yeah it's good. Oh, well, we are glad you're back. Glad to be back. This is good. Yeah, our just our last week was crazy. Our schedules didn't quite mesh up, and then we had to sneak out and see a movie, mm-hmm. and then you had a work yeah. thing, and it just was like yeah. all got you know. That's right. But we got to see Thor. We did get to see yeah. Thor. We got to yeah. see it early, and uh, I have to say, I didn't see the first Thor. And I'm there like were three before okay, this. Whatever. <laughs> That's my point right there. And let me just say, it was delightful. Like you oh. know, if if anybody out there is like, oh, I'm not a Marvel movie person. I don't I, see. Yeah. I'm. I can take them or leave them. You know, I yeah. I really enjoy some of them. Some of them like, eh. Thor is just fun. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. So. That's my. Everybody's going in the movies. Well, my, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law was like pandemic locked in the room, mm-hmm. you know, with sealer around the door and like nobody can come in. I feel it. She went to the movies last week. What she so see? Now I know everybody what, must be going out. What pulled her out? Yeah. What? What was it? Was I don't it Top know what Gun? Movie she went Minions: to Rise of Gru. That's my. <laughs> I think it was Top I Gun. I feel like it was Top Gun. Probably was Top Gun. I don't know, but I was when she went to the movie. I was stunned. Like, you were like, "Okay, it's over." Well, I mean, it's over as it's out. getting I mean, right. Yeah, she left the house. I mean, yeah, well, we're two weeks away from trying to take our backup vacation. Yeah, so let's so, see if we make yeah, it without COVID to this one. Let's see if we get to go oh, this man. time. Yeah, so we're like, oh, man. everybody's on pins and needles. Yeah, right. And that needle is a vaccine needle. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> so uh, diving in to uh, Peloton stuff, oh, yeah, since Peloton. that's what people are here right. for. So big uh, news: uh, people apparently some people's Peloton accounts have just been completely disappearing. Yeah, and and before, like I I can already hear some of the old timers being like, "What did they do?" Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Like overnight, it just went away. There's no explanation for it. And there's actually we have we have confirmation of this happening to two separate people. Both of these people were longtime Peloton users and both of them have their accounts are just completely gone. And here's the worst part. Peloton doesn't know why. Can't fix it. It's just gone forever. It's just gone. There's nothing they can do. Ouch. Can you imagine? Like, John, I don't know if this would, if you would feel this way, but like my entire identity is now wrapped up in Peloton since 2016. I have, I have three podcasts now. (laughs) I mean, how, how, how would I, I don't even know how I would live if my account were gone. So they lose their workout history. Do they also, do they also lose their leaderboard name? Yes. So like, but if the game's gone, shouldn't they be able to reclaim it? Well, like in theory, but like it still shows it's gone. So or it still shows it's there. So like the well, other I wonder. Oh, go ahead. John. Oh, because it still shows it's there. Yeah. Right, but they, they can't, can't get to it. Yeah. Now, actually, let me just say there's two different people The one of them didn't talk about their leader, their leaderboard name changing. But one of them, they had to completely change their leaderboard name to be able to get in. So they had to completely change their leaderboard name and they lost everything with workout history. And this particular image doesn't show, but in the comments, there were lots of back and forth. Like it was the exact same issue. And um, Peloton has no idea why. And when they tried to talk to, I mean, 
you keep in mind the people who wow. answer the phones for tech support. They're they're like a first level person. Right. They, they're reading a book. They're checking through, you know, whatever they're told to check through. And and they're not even Peloton exclusive employees. Right. Like they right. they right. theoretically we, work, you know, for multiple we know companies. Peloton was using that company at some point. We don't know if they still are, to gotcha. be fair. Since they did like lay off 2,800 employees, I have no idea. Yeah. That means that they're more likely to use those I companies. would think more because you use that company so you don't have to hire people. It, it's very possible. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not saying you were wrong. Right. That's for sure. Considering um, Barry's kind of plan and what he's been doing, you'd think. Right? For sure. It's, it's yeah. Right. So, okay. But then I have a thought. Now, John, you could totally blow this thought out of the water because I know you have more experience with IT, like actual experience. I was a project manager, which means exactly one thing. I just know what needs to get done. I don't understand right, how right. it works. I don't right. understand how anything works with between yes. A, B, and C. But I will tell you right. this. There's another image if you if you feel like you can pull it up, Tom, about the outage. If not, I can just talk through it. No big deal. This the piece about the phone system? Mm-hmm. Of course I can pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Not a problem. So if you go to the outage page, they Peloton is doing a phone system enhancement and they are saying they're working on this improvement to their phone system. And there's a whole lot of things like some of the phones aren't working, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I know this sounds like a stretch because what the heck does a phone system have to do with leaderboard names? But I've seen some really weird shit in IT happen that like X affects Y, even though they're not related in the slightest. Do you think it's possible that one is making the other happen? Because I do. No. Oh, come no, on. <laughs> he didn't even. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He didn't even pause. He didn't even to like, like to give you a, a moment of like, let me ruminate no. to see if the, he was just like. Not oh. even a little. He's like, no, that's dumb. He's a dream killer. <laughs> no, no. I understand phone systems are digitized now, but no, I don't think that's it. I'm struggling with it, though, because I, clearly this is production data in the production environment. Like, I, that's what's struggling. I'm struggling with, like, well, like this. but Did how someone how accidentally do something against their production environment? That's where I'm. I, I mean, don't they know. are doing a lot of tests right now. Maybe somebody did a test in the wrong environment and it failed. Yeah, you know, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, Uncle Barry was talking about how, you know, moving things through their environments. There was some type of issue with that. Well, are they doing something in trying to correct that? Which causes? Like, I don't know. But I don't know either. I don't know either. Because if you look at the rest of their outage page, supposedly there are no outages. There's nothing else going on. This is the only thing that's been uh, that they've been talking about for the last few days. So that is like some strange stuff. You think they'd have redundancy. You think they'd have backup. Like, I don't get how it's gone. And I can't we can't get it back. Yeah. yeah. That's the part. The part about. We can't get it back is the part that throws me. It kills me. It just kills me. What's like that? years of your life just gone just your identity <laughs> your peloton well, I, identity I, I thought, gone i thought like like you know i'm about i'm coming up on a, a a milestone right like yeah i'm literally like within like three rides you know and and i don't ride as much anymore right i only ride like three four or five times a week yeah. so i've had like you know under 20 rides left before this milestone for like the last three weeks mm -hmm. and so now i'm down to like Three or four rides. Can you imagine? Can you imagine all of a sudden tomorrow I get up, I'm about to do this milestone, and it says <laughs> one ride 
one. You get another t-shirt no. though. Worse. You get another worse, t-shirt. Worse, John. It says you don't exist. Oh, that's right. You don't even exist. You don't exist. And yes, you could get another t-shirt, Tom, but that is not the point. Yeah, I can't even imagine if you couldn't have the leaderboard name Clipout Crystal anymore. I I there it would be I I a phase 4 panic attack. I don't know. I don't know what would happen, but it would not be good. It would not be good. I think I would turn into one of those Karens. I would be calling to talk to a manager. I would be emailing. I'd be emailing JV. I'd be emailing Barry. I'd be like, "John Foley, I know yeah. that you're not CEO anymore, but you must fix this." He'd be like, "Suit up. <laughs> you're coming out of retirement." Somebody's I mean, got to fix this. Well, you told me about this one and that just hurt me to my heart. I mean, it'd be I different, I guess, if you're like a new writer. It would still suck, but like it still suck, but but like years of your life. Like that's the part that kills me. <laughs> this guy that was or this woman, it was actually a woman that was like four plus years gone. Right. I just yeah, that's that's a little painful. That, yeah. that hurts my chest a little bit. Ouch. I yeah, yeah. And honestly, their posts were both pretty uh, right. Pretty okay. <laughs> they were kind of tame with it. They're like, you know, and, you know, this happened and that sucks. Yeah. No. No. no see, like I, I no. It'd be more than that. I'd be really upset with that. It's yeah. interesting. I wonder, <laughs> since two people posted, how many people do you think this really happened to? Yeah. I'm, you're, that's a that's the question I you know I asked you that I was yeah. like is it more than one and if there's more than one then yeah it's probably not just two right but so you would I, think um... you'd see a lot more if it was very widespread <laughs> okay here's another theory okay. okay here's another theory what if they were like deleting people out of the system that no longer use Peloton and they just got a little trigger happy you know like, they got all right, they, they went a little far with... with yeah. yeah, could that be a thing? Nah. No. Okay, okay here's, <laughs> here's what I think it is. You know, for years, I've been saying how they need to institute a sexy people filter. Are people getting oh, blocked oh. for not being sexy? What? Sorry, guy, you just didn't make the cut. Listen, <gasps> listen, and we're trying to figure out how to tell you. But, yeah. <laughs> we, we just don't have you it's, contact it's, us directly. It's like that show the circle up in this bitch. They're like, you've been blocked. <laughs> we'll talk to you offline and you can decide if you want to like communicate this. On the on the upside though, no one can ever pester me about having to ride the bike again. <laughs> Cause I will not make the cut. <laughs> Somebody set up some data conversion that's supposed to get rid of the people that don't ride anymore. And what, whoever wrote that wrote it wrong. Maybe that. Yeah, but they got trigger the, happy. But what would the metric be? Like, as long as somebody's still paying their membership, what do you care if they actually ride or use it? You I know don't what I mean? Know. Like, we're, we're brainstorming. We're blue sky. Oh, Tom. That's I, right. We're just, you know what I'm saying? We're just throwing it back and forth here. We're trying to figure it out. <laughs> Oh goodness! But well, know. it'll be interesting to see if this happens to to more people or what. What? Uh, yeah. Oh, it will be interesting. Yes. yes, as long as it's not you. <laughs> I don't. I mean, John. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen to you either. Right now. I I hope it doesn't happen. I need to get up tomorrow morning for this milestone. <laughs> I, like I hope it doesn't happen to you, but I don't have to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying, Tom. This does not happen. Yeah. I'm, for your sake. Thank you. For, specifically I, for your sake. I am scared. Okay. Very, very scared. You should be. No, yeah. It'll be I mean, you bad. thought waiting for that tread was miserable. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I don't even... 
I don't even know if I can live with myself as upset as I would be. Like I, oh, I'm already so, worried. I like like I would only wish this on a few people. <laughs> Not many, but they're out there. They are out there. So if next week uh, we're the click out, you know what happened. I would only wish this on a few people. Yes, it's just a few. You know, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> And if you're listening, you know who you are. (laughs) Uh, So uh, moving along, Harvard, of all places, was uh, musing about the future of Peloton and had an article about can the company push through the pain? Yeah. And when I hear that, I just think of a woman birthing a baby. Yeah. (laughs) Push through the pain. I I mean, rebirth. <laughs> Too many of these instructors are pregnant, and you use a push through the pain. That's a good point, John. That's a good point. You're confusing us. You're confusing us. You don't know what the article is about. <laughs> uh, well, I'll be honest. I didn't read this very well. I just saw that it was an article on Peloton. So you're at scroll if you want me to provide and, any commentary. And Harvard, <laughs> you know. A couple things about this article interesting me. One, I've been talking to this with some friends about how we thought at some point there's going to be a case study on this whole oh yeah yeah peloton thing. yeah that has like, come I up i guess i guess here it is yeah <laughs> i guess yeah. harvard that's harvard a good point business. yeah <laughs> um but also i thought i kind of always felt that the problems that peloton re- ran into really were related primarily to forecasting they just didn't forecast well. I, I, for me, it all kind of boils down to that. Now, I know that you know, there's problems with the Tread Plus and that hurt them, you know, the CPSC stuff. And I know there's a, you know, they talk about the, in this article, they talk about that commercial back in 2018, 19. But that seemed to help them. And yeah. That seemed to help them. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. they talked about Mr. Big and all that. And I don't think it was anything to do with any of that. I think the problems are very specific to coming out of pandemic and forecasting. That was their problem. Well, and and I mean, another way to say that, and and I think we've said this before, is trying to be everything to everybody. Like one of Peloton's strengths was that they tried to do everything in house, but you can't be an expert on everything and still be lean and efficient. That's the exact opposite of what like every, every lean efficiency model has ever shown. So I think it's kind of those things together, right? Like we can't be the masters of the tread and the bike and logistics and doing our own delivery and doing our own building of the bike and doing our, you know what I mean? It's like, and then, and then. I get that all those things were problems. And I know that there were problems with fulfilling orders and, you know, manufacturing. And so all those were problems. I agree that they were problems, but I think they could have, it wouldn't have been this dramatic had they just been able to forecast better, even if they were trying to be everything to everybody. I think that was the root of their problem. But, I agree. But the article, the article mentions that, like, they couldn't fulfill orders, you know, towards the, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. But and nobody could. <laughs> but that's where I'm at. It's like nobody could. Remember, yeah. I was all excited when they when they said, we're going to do air freight. And I was like, there's air freight? Yeah. Air <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking they probably could have just, did like what everybody was doing. It was like, okay, well, you're going to have to wait three months, four months to get your bike. I mean, people are still waiting for cars. Yeah. Right? You yeah, know? that's true. And in fairness on the forecasting thing, I mean, in the middle of the pandemic, like there's just no historical data from which to pull 
to forecast your way out yes. of something like that. I will say to John's yeah. point, you're right. You can't forecast your way out of that. But is that the right time to make a gamble? Because it was a gamble. You don't know how long it's going to last. So maybe instead of leaning into it. But but hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. on the other hand, too. If it had worked. If it had worked, we'd be like, yeah. he's an evil genius. Yeah. Like, you know? Genius. Right? Yeah. 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 And, and that's where I'm with you on that, too. It's like, you know, it's a kind of a once in a lifetime type of deal. Maybe this is just going to be because they were at, at a leadership position in this space and they were ascending and people start drinking the Kool-Aid and they're like swimming in, in, in $100 bills. And like, I <laughs> yeah. don't know, your head gets starts swelling like this. And maybe it just happens to all of us. Does that just happen to all of us? I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I, I, I can't imagine. I've never been swimming in hundred dollar bills. Yeah, I've I would, never been doing that. I, I would know. love to try. <laughs> <laughs> I want to light my hundred dollar bills with twenty dollar bills. That's. <laughs> I remember one time Tom w- was talking about this, and I, John, I, I think you were on when he was saying, and he was talking about how he pictured John Foley sitting in his desk, like, like uh, the McDuck guy, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck, yeah. and he was counting yeah. his dollar, his like gold bullion, <laughs> right? It was crazy, right? It was, yeah. I mean, twenty twenty into twenty twenty one, it was nuts. That was some crazy stuff. In fact, my mind goes to like, yeah, I mean. Wouldn't you have to be really shrewd type of, you know, business leadership people to be able to even be in some ballpark of appropriate kind of forecast in that kind of a world? Like, yeah, I, to well, be I like, yeah. Tom, to like, be pulled back whenever everything around back. you is saying go forward. Well, the other side of that is when did that shakiness start to show and how quickly did sure. they respond? And we don't really know. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I just know the responses were just all kept turning wrong. Like the lowering of the bike price. And like, oh, my, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. been, some, been some confusion. But it is interesting yeah. to see that a place like Harvard is kind of digging into it. It makes you wonder what other analytics they're running in the background that we will see in the future. Yeah, I, I I didn't even I hadn't seen that until, until you you showed it to me because so that's some interesting stuff there. I, it, it is exactly what we had been talking about. It's yeah. Like these these entities are now doing their own kind of case studies on that the whole kind of path that Peloton took. That we is, should we should have them on and do a round table because they probably don't know the history as intimately as we yeah. do. <laughs> oh yeah, we're probably trying to figure You're out right. like. We need to figure this out so we can forecast when monkeypox hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait. I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for joining us this week. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, where can people find you? Oh, I can find me in my Facebook group or page, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the tickety-talk, Run, Lift, and Live. <laughs> Or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Thank cool. you. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of Zoom Tube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You might want to check out her app called No More Diets, or at least that's what she's calling it this week. Last week she struggled a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dr. Jen. Hello. Yeah. Hello. How are you? <laughs> good, good. So uh, Lynn Kay came to us this week and she says that she'd never thought she'd say this. Since she started to do more strength training, she now finds it difficult to get on the bike and ride. Riding now feels like a chore and she has to make herself ride. Do you have any thoughts on that one? Yes. And this one's a pretty simple suggestion. Oh, Start with the ride and do the strength afterwards. That Do the thing that you like the least first so you get it out of the way and you know that you will always do the thing that you like the most. So like I always start on days where I do hit cardio, which I hate, as you know. <laughs> I can't stand it, but I feel like it's made such a difference in my strength and my endurance. I keep doing it. But I start with that because I know that like the bike for me, the bike is my reward. When I get to get on that bike, I get to sit down and listen to the music and just enjoy myself. So I would recommend start with the thing that you like the least and move to the thing you like the most. Okay. Okay. I feel I feel good about myself. That's how well, how I used to when my mom made me eat peas. I would <laughs> you I would eat, eat the peas. First? I would eat the peas first. My yeah. mom would be like, "Why are you eating the peas first? And I'm like, "Because they're just it's just hanging over my head the whole rest of the meal, and I don't really enjoy the good stuff." I don't believe in that with food, though. Let me just side note: is it <laughs> if you don't like peas, I don't think you should eat peas. Period. 
I, th- I think that you can find other foods that have the same nutrients that you probably like a lot better. So I, I don't do it for that. But there is one other thing I would say for Lynn is that if you're really not liking your rides, then I would look at what other kinds of rides could you do? So like break it up by doing, if you're really like the strength and do maybe arms and intervals, one of the classes where it has the briefer rides and the briefer arms. Cause like, you know, there's some that's like four minutes of arms and then four minutes of riding, four minutes, arms, four minutes, and goes back and forth. Whereas yeah. there are others that it's like, you get two arm sections in like 45 minutes and that's a lot harder if you're not enjoying your ride. Yeah. So I would say, look at kind of breaking it up with some of the strength training integrated or even like a boot camp class where you're kind of alternating back and forth. And also like, you know me, I am very music based. I pick most of my classes based on music. So like do us, I know, can you believe it? Um, (laughs) Do a search for some music that you really like, you know, like see what classes have that because also if it has that song that you like it probably has other songs you like in that genre so maybe start searching for your rides a little bit differently and maybe if you're like oh it's doing power zone then maybe do some low impact or vice versa but shake it up a bit and try some new instructors to kind of get you kind of outside of what you've been stuck on that makes total sense i like that a lot absolutely and if if I there there is no other healthy food that I would yeah eat. I was the, like for normal people that's good advice for me there's nothing I'm well, really but, <laughs> but if you if you're someone who's eating keys you're like oh you know what that's a good source of protein then you can find protein elsewhere true that is true you I know, just like, eat a bowl full of uh, Flintstone vitamins those were the original fruity pebbles <laughs> so I would just and you know I, like I've heard that like kids these days still like Flintstone. Flintstones are still like recommended, which is so funny. It is. It is. That is hilarious. I had no idea. I know. I know. I was thinking about. I was reading an article the other day about fruity pebbles because that's who I am. And (laughs) and they were like, this. It's a. It's weird because it's like a lot of kids would have no idea who the Flintstones are other than the Flintstones vitamins. They have the cereal or vitamins. Like they're not really watching the show anymore. Right. Yeah. That's wow. I think you could do a whole conversation yeah. about how many brands are like that but yeah <laughs> so well thank you so much uh for joining us until next time where can people find you always on social media instagram twitter facebook snapchat everything at dr jen man two ends on jen two ends on man and i always post my peloton workouts on Insta story wonderful thank you breaking news So for our Patreon subscribers, you are already aware of this. You got a little advanced tip off for betting purposes. Please don't use it for betting purposes. (laughs) That's not fair. Um, But I will let you run with it because the Peloton profit visited us. And this is quite the scoop. It's uh, it's an interesting one. So I uh, I heard from the Peloton profit. They said, hey, a product has been canceled officially. And um you know, there's been a lot of rumors lately about the rower being right. the the one that got dropped. And I have been very skeptical of that because of the timing. And so I am I immediately am like, wait, is it the rower? No. It is not the rower. It is the strength product, the tonal like device, the magnetic one that's uh, supposed to 
rival tonal and it is canceled it uh, supposedly it's impossible for it to ever make money so it's not happening i wonder how they arrived at that that it's in quote unquote impossible for it to make money i mean i think that's a fair question as we talked about in the uh, bonus episode tom i think that it, i didn't listen oh okay yeah. well i think <laughs> that it's possible that there's making profit is not the same as Hearing it as well, this isn't a good time to be putting our money into a new product when we're trying to get lean. Yeah. So that's one of my thoughts okay. on that. You know, we need Just, to focus on our core. It's not a good allocation of resources at this juncture. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I wasn't right about any of my theories of what hope happened with the disappearing. Uh, names. So <laughs> let me be clear. These are just theories, but it could be something like that. It could also be that like we have to because strength, they have to start from scratch, right? They're going to have to have this. They're going to have to have it manufactured. They're going to have to, you know, do all the things to start right. from scratch. That is too much money to all, like it's going to take three years to get an ROI on it or right. four years based on how things are looking. But And they just need to look better than that quicker yeah yeah I and mean, they just don't feel i don't know but the interesting thing is that i think that we talked about this too tom that it's all these people are out there waiting for the strength device right and not buying the tonal or whatever other item they yeah, want a lot of people are kind of sitting on their hands wanting to because nobody wants to have two subscription prices if they if services if they can avoid it so they're like well even if it's not as good as tonal if it's as we've talked before good enough mm -hmm. then i don't have to pay another 50 bucks a month so okay you got me yeah and now it's not coming at all and the the thing that you mentioned in the the patreon episode is that this was never an announced thing mm -hmm. and so there's no real reason for them to unannounce something that they never announced so yeah. like there's going to be a lot of people out there thinking that like well it's still coming when when it's really not or yeah. if it is still on the it's very much on the back burner it's it's years away yeah yeah and and i was told kaput like it's never yeah. happening right but who knows uh yeah so if you've been thinking about a tonal now might be a good time yeah because I mean, here's the other thing tonals raising their prices soon it's going to go up, I've been told, $500 a pop. And, uh, and that's coming from tonal employees. I'm not spilling any secrets yeah. or anything because they want people to, to make sure and get it in. You know, it's salespeople trying to finalize their, their sales. Right. So that, that's out there, too. I don't know when that's happening, but I know it's happening. Yeah. So that's something else to consider. But So didn't they buy a company? Yes. They acquired a company... That did this. They did. That, you know, that was already manufacturing or manufacturing something similar. So what happens to those people? Yeah, like, now what? I don't know. Like, do they just stay there, but now they're working on something else? Do they go back to what they were doing? Yeah, it's so, that, that world's so cutthroat anymore. I can see it just being like, okay, thanks. Here's, here's a thing. Here's a box to put your things in. I don't know. Yeah. I would, I would love some insight if anybody out there has any, like, real information send it to me about yeah. the employees also i want to go back to the rower for a second because mm -hmm. uh like i said that's been lots of rumors swirling about that sure and i was told by the peloton profit the reason that items came down off the website because you remember i said i think it's i have a feeling it's something to do with marketing strategy because they didn't get rid of everything right. they left some mentions up and i was told it's because of music rights their music rights expired for the video that was in it Ah, mm -hmm. that seems odd, right? That they would, you know, 
why did you why did you do it with a song that you only have rights to for 15 right, seconds you knew the t- like, if you knew the clock was ticking just pick a different song or maybe they just built hype and they didn't care yeah I, I mean I, I don't yeah, know I, totally they might have looked at it as like if it's a social media post that's three weeks old who's looking at it anyway yeah weirdos like us <laughs> so yeah we're the only ones right <laughs> there's like five of us uh, us and John yeah. um, and then the other thing is the uh, tread plus I got a little bit of uh this isn't as much of an update as it is thoughts from the Peloton Prophet. Mm-hmm. The Peloton Prophet felt that it was very possible that the Tread Plus may never come back simply because they don't want they wanted to go away. It just right. didn't go well. If that happens, they think that you're not going to get any kind of update about that either. It's just gone. It's just going to never get mentioned again. Like uh, on Happy Days <laughs> when... When Richie's brother Chuck went upstairs at the end of season one, never came back down. Never to be seen again. He didn't even show up in the like the second to last episode where Richie got married. He didn't so, even show up to the wedding. I mean, then that means that I have a collector's item. Yeah, and I will be keeping it. Totally. It could be like uh, like Lisa, which was the uh, computer that Apple made oh. before Apple, and that computer goes for big bucks now. It's it was their precursor to their Macintosh and there's not that many of them out there and they they go for big bucks so I can't well, wait to sell that and that will but that's our 401k you're running on oh well I'm gonna <laughs> run it into the ground ah. Great. well that <laughs> sounds like everybody's 401ks right now <laughs> oh, so that is that do with that what you will and I just want to reiterate one more time about the tread and that is their feeling. There is no actual proof behind that one. The rest of the information that I provided was coming from actual information that the Peloton Prophet has. So just want to be very clear. Those are two different kinds of things. So Peloton in the news. We now return you to your regular Peloton news <laughs> already in progress. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I got another little tip. Yes. Uh, apparently. On fire this week. I know. We we have great listeners. Yeah. Tell me where I need to send those Peloton profit buttons, folks. (laughs) Um, So apparently the company meeting that Peloton calls the all hands meeting took place on June 30th. And uh, the new supply manager, I believe his name is Andy something. I sorry, I can't keep his name in my head because I don't have it. It's gone. I can't remember the name of movies. So it's Tom (laughs) can tell you this happens with everything. Yes. At any rate, that new person, supposedly they have renegotiated uh, $1 billion of obligations down to $400 million worth of obligations. So let me say that again. Wow. Peloton owed $1 billion worth of obligations and it is now at $400 million. And And I don't mean loans necessarily. It could have been like we agreed to this much supply over the next two years or whatever. And that's kind of my guess is where this is coming from, that they had supplies that on order, like agreements for things. Right. And they, that was going to total $1 billion. And now it's only going to total $400 million. Wow. What kind of like bonus do you get for that? That's a great question. Like you get an extra Jelly of the Month subscription come... Come Christmas or something like like Clark. Yeah. Well, like, we could we could probably check in the the little SEC filings soon. I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. If you if if he even gets half a percent of that, 
And he should. He should. If that's <laughs> if that's accurate, if he just saved them six hundred million dollars, yeah, that that guy needs a little something, a little something, something in his check at the end of the week. Agreed. Yeah. Well, the the other piece of this is though that leadership thinks that because of this and some other factors, they will be cash flow neutral during the back half of fiscal twenty three, and that started July first. Wow. So. Given how bleak things have been, I feel like this is really, really super positive news. And for those of you that don't understand, I've had people ask me questions like, what does this mean? Right. Cash flow neutral. I know I'm over explaining for some people. I get that. This is for people who don't understand. Um, the cash flow neutral just means that like they were in a deficit and now they're going to be like break even. They're right. not going to owe. They're going to be like. At an even they went keel. from drowning to treading water. Yes. And so now we we need them to swim. Yeah. And so that's the back half of fiscal 23. Again, since fiscal 23 started in July, we're looking at six months from now. We should be able to see financially cash flow neutral. And we do expect this to show up during the next earnings call. Nice. Mm-hmm. Perhaps related. <laughs> <laughs> this is that extra something something. Yeah. But uh, and le- they're not all named Andy. No, that's true. So, but CNBC is reporting that Peloton sweetens employee pay incentives as it fights to boost morale and stage a turnaround. Yeah. So, so if you scroll down just a little bit, it gives an idea, just a real quick overview of what they're getting. So, the eligible employees are going to be able to access their equity earlier. And instead of an equity grant, Peloton's hourly workers will be eligible for a one-time cash bonus. So they're kind of approaching it from two different prongs. That's that's a very big deal. Both yeah. of those. They're giving them cash. And, and I think that's deserved. That's right. That should be how it goes. Absolutely. It's a shame they can't do anything for the people that got shit canned. But I it, guess, it is. It yeah. is a shame. Since they probably need it more than anybody. But still, it is nice that, that they're trying to keep people happy especially in a time when it's such a tight job market like it's it's also smart business to keep the talent that you decided was worth sticking around sticking around agreed so we have an apple watch update we do apple watch now connects to the guide and lane break ta-da <laughs> it's finally here. It seems like it's so small to play lane break on your Apple Watch, though. No, that doesn't no, seem very enjoyable. No. But the heart rate portion now oh, shows up on the screen okay. while you ride your bike. Gotcha. Yeah. This is why we have you here. Yeah. You were close, though, Tom. Very <laughs> close. But uh, yeah, that's exciting because whenever they made the announcement it was going to be Apple Watch was going to be available over all classes. Then like two seconds later, they released Lane Break. And then two seconds after that, they released the guide. And so neither of them worked and everybody was like, harumph. <laughs> so <laughs> now it's back. <laughs> now they can say everybody, all of them. Good news. Yes. We are getting some updates to Feedback Fridays. So in the past, this has always been in the Peloton official member page. You go there's this thread on Fridays. You put your updates, like what you want in every Friday. Right. And then people vote on it. And now... Like I want my Apple Watch to work with Lane Break. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. And uh, then they take it and they do what they do. And sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. I want a sexy people filter. And see, so you haven't gotten that. I haven't. That's not... No check for that. I would like my account back. <laughs> <laughs> no denied <laughs> so, i would like to be a billionaire again signed not john foley <laughs> denied <laughs> uh, so now they have a whole new way and it is a form you fill out a feature request form and that's it 
And I'm guessing this has got to be easier than manually calculating the ridiculous thread that's on Facebook. Not to mention, people keep typing the same yeah. stuff. And it's got, I got to think that that thread just turns into people bitching every week. Every and week. And so they're probably just like, let's not have every Friday be people telling us that we're pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, that's not a good way to start the weekend. If this were me, I would have done this forever ago. Years this ago. is so much better. <laughs> like, <laughs> And just like the counting of it, like just the simple... Like sheer volume of feedback they get. Do you think anyone will actually read this or is it like when they put the suggestion box right over the shredder? I truly don't know. I truly don't know. Yeah. They've, I, they've always in the past been really good about that. But hey, times they are a changing. It's well, a whole new regime up there. And it's a lot harder to be reactive to your membership when you have millions of them. Like that's, that's a fair that's, point. That, you know, like that's just the... The amount of data coming at you is just, it's like drinking from a fire hose. It is because everybody has an opinion and, and I mean, it can be something as simple as we would like to change the color of our logo. You would have every thought under the sun. There yeah. would be people that would be like, it needs to not change because history. And then you would have other people. Yeah. Red is a bad idea. It never should have been red and da, 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 da. Yeah. It shouldn't be PMS-184. It should be PMS-182. What are you, stupid? Exactly. And on and on and on (laughs) and on and on. (laughs) So, yeah, I get why they would want to remove it. And I think it's smart. And I think they should have done it a long time ago. Market Beat is reporting that a coalition of brokerages, if you will, are now listing Peloton as a moderate buy. Yeah. So... (laughs) I don't know. It's, I don't even know what to say. Like, I get, it's a step in the right direction. It's a little bit like getting fixed up and like, she's got a great personality. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but hey, it's, it's better than a steer clear of this. I mean, I haven't had any all time low alerts in 24 hours. So I'll take it. We'll count that as a win. Yeah. But, but it was like, I think it's something like 33 brokerages or something. So I think it was 28. Okay. But um, no, 33. Yeah, okay. you're totally right. Look at that. Yeah. But so, I, you know, like that's a pretty seems like a pretty sizable consensus that are starting to think that maybe but I'm things confused because the, the headline says moderate buy, but the first paragraph says hold. Yeah, that's weird. I, I don't think, know how to. I bet they change this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't well, then know. change your headline. I don't know. But I guess hold would be the same. It means keep it. Like, it don't dump it. So yeah, I guess that's kind of the same. moderate buy is buy. Yeah. Moderate buy means you, sh- you should get some, but uh, you should be careful. Okay. And that's how I hear it. I don't know. This is why we don't... Don't take stock tips from don't us. Don't take stock tips And from we've us. said that since the beginning. Yes. <laughs> we've screamed that from the mountaintops. <laughs> that was the most confusing segment we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> instructors in the news essence fest was over the weekend and a veritable potpourri of instructors were spotted yes this is my favorite picture out of the bunch i saw so many and there was just sims kirsten ferguson chelsea chelsea it says chelsea loves yoga and it that's that's her name on Instagram. Her Instagram name, and yeah. I was trying to make that into Chelsea Love. I don't know where that came <laughs> from. Uh, but that's that's Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts. Yes. Just in case we you didn't did not know. create another Peloton couple. No. And of course, uh, Tune Day and Marcel Dinkins. And uh, I think Allie Love was there, too. But this picture she wasn't in. Uh, so they were all out there from all accounts. They had a wonderful time. They were uh, taking pictures with folks in front of the 
United Healthcare sign. Uh, I think they had kind of like an expo about health uh, oh, that was cool. happening at the same time. And uh, they they had their own special hair and makeup that got done. Marcel was, I saw her <laughs> videos. She was cracking me up because she did all these videos saying like, here was our day one, here was our day two. And they had a whole room where all the ladies went in and got made up and they had to do it one at a time uh, or two at a time. But it was quite the ordeal. I bet. You know, God, can you imagine if you're a Peloton fan and you're at Essence Fest and like people get so excited when they meet one Peloton instructor in the wild and suddenly here's like a whole gaggle of them. Yeah, exactly. Like, Whoa. You would, you would just like <laughs> lose your mind. And they had a meetup with the Black Girl Magic Peloton That's edition. Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. I thought that was really neat that they were there. Absolutely. And so many, uh, so many people got their uh, pictures taken with all of the instructors. Yeah. Like how exciting is that? I mean, nobody's been able to do that since 2017, 18. What it's, year are we in? It's been a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, super fun. Susie Chan completed an ultra marathon. Yeah, I just had to uh, I had to highlight her. She's just awesome. I follow her on Instagram and uh, she did 50 kilometers at one time. That's a I mean, lot. That's that's a lot of running. That's a I, lot of running. I remember how impressed I was when you completed your ultra marathon. No. No, we were, I think we were on the Disney Dream and you had like eight or nine milk ultras in a row. And I was like, that is impressive. Well done. <laughs> That's a little bit of a different. Is that not the same no. thing that occurred here? Mm-hmm. Okay. No. no, she actually ran. You ran in. at the end. <laughs> you ran. <laughs> but she ran all day. All day, 50 kilometers. Okay, okay. But at the end of her ultra marathon, did her loving husband hold her hair? Mm. I bet not. I don't know. It's a good question. (laughs) It's a good question. That's what happened at the end of your ultra marathon. (laughs) Anyway, congrats to Susie Chan. Congrats. (laughs) You are also a winner, Susie Chan. (laughs) (laughs) So this has to be super exciting for Christine D'Ericole. She's a big fan of the Broadway and she's going to be on a panel at Broadway Con. I didn't which, know there was a thing. I didn't know there was a thing and now I'm kind of like I, I want to go to Broadway I want to go to Broadway Con. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next year we'll go to Broadway Con. I know. Uh, well, so Christine is doing a talk uh, like you said on a panel. It's called The Power of Self-Care Through Self-Talk uh, and she'll be joined with other people of course. Oh, those other people. I know. But uh, very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're lucky enough to go, let us know how it was. You can get tickets. They had a link posted too, and uh, that'll be posted in the newsletter this weekend. Oh, wait, it's happening Friday. I'll post it in the group. <laughs> so you'll probably see it before we have this conversation. I need some caffeine or something. Something. I don't know what's happening. Emma Lovewell was featured on the Instagram channel Full Time Travel. Yeah, and they did like this thing about like 10 of the best places to travel. 10 places, my hometown is what it was called. Okay. And so they had a whole bunch of like famous people. And one of them was Emma Lovewell in Martha's Vineyard. How cool is that? That's crazy for Martha's Vineyard to be your hometown. I know. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Money. <laughs> and all the shark attacks. <laughs> that to, is true. It's where they filmed Jaws. I know. Did they really film it there though? I'm pretty sure. Or did it take place there? No, it took place in Amity, but oh, but it was filmed in Martha's Vineyard, I believe. Oh. Coming up on the next episode of Maddie Majakmo's Out Loud. Pixie Aventura. That looks really cool. I love Maddie's little, his series. Yeah, totally. It's, 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 a, it's a clever idea. I'm glad it he's is. doing it. Me too. And it, that, this one takes place July 6th, so make sure and check it out. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on his Instagram. Clip out.
Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Angelo, here to answer your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Great to see you again. Uh, great to see you, too. Um, so right out of the gate, we have another another question for you. This one comes from Brandy Rosas. She wants to know how to balance. She, she doesn't know how she should be balancing calories to consume that she wants to lose weight versus the amount of exercise that she does. She feels like she's either eating too much or not enough, but she doesn't know how much is enough. So basically everything. Sure. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, that's good. That's that's a, actually a very common question. Brandy is Brandy, right? Did I get that it right? It was, yep. So you're doing exercise because you know that's going to help contribute. And you're also wanting to include calorie control or diet manipulation to enhance that fat loss effect. So the research is very clear on it. Uh, your diet is going to be have the greatest impact on your total body weight, hands down, well beyond exercise. However, exercise, they have proven conclusively that it has a critical impact on the maintenance of weight loss, and it will enhance fat loss and weight loss, it will cause a little faster weight loss and fat loss, but especially it will contribute to the maintenance of the pounds that you lose via dieting. Therefore, keep doing both. So with that said, I would recommend, Brandy, without knowing more details about you, go all in on the exercise. If you're doing Peloton, if you're whatever you're doing, if you're doing tonal, if you're a runner, go all in on the exercise. Start with that. Fuel your body adequately to get yourself into a good routine. Likely you'll be in weight maintenance during that starting, that kickoff period. Once you're there, Brandy, you may already be there, then start to systematically reduce your caloric intake. So you can't look for a specific number. People want me to say, oh, well, it's easy. You need 1,400 calories. But the truth is 1,400 calories may be way too low for you. Uh, and it may not be enough to trigger fat loss. So start by identifying where you're currently at. Now, at, now at Metpro, we use a, a technical process called baseline testing, where we get highly specific in determining where you're at. We start with a real simple meal plan where we can parse your metabolism. We compare it to averages, median against other clients who have been of the same demographic, same activity level to see where you are at specifically for your age, gender activity level. And then from there, we come up with a starting reduction to trigger fat loss. While you're not gonna be able to do it maybe with that level of specificity, the basic principles can still apply. Start decreasing until you observe weight loss or fat loss. If you start noticing your clothes are fitting looser, regardless of the scale, keep going with that. Don't over reduce, don't overcut calories. See, a lot of the kind of the fads and the gimmicks out there, you know, apply the, the, the methodology of if a little restriction is good, you know, a lot is better. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. The, the data clearly shows when you reduce your intake, when you diet, good diet or bad diet, when you restrict intake and start losing weight, 
The problem is your metabolic rate, your RMR, resting metabolic rate, or resting energy expenditure decreases with that. Except what the data is showing, what research is showing is it's not just decreasing in step with you becoming a smaller person. The decreases are even outpacing what would be expected from weight loss or pounds lost. So don't be in a hurry to force a reduction in RMR, resting metabolic rate. Just reduce as much as is needed to trigger fat loss or weight loss and stay there. That's why the slow and steady approach does work best. And then if you're working, if you were working with us at MetPro, you would also have strategically scheduled periods of recovery where we'd actually increase your intake to make sure that RMR doesn't drop too much. But on your own, use common sense and assume, is this diet sustainable for me? And you'll know it's not sustainable. Here's the first thing that'll happen. Your mood and motivation starts to dwindle. That's your first indication long before it actually even hits your energy levels. Second is you find you're cutting back or you're not exercising quite as long because you're not able to recover and you don't have quite as much endurance. That's the second sign. The third is you're walking around doing little and you're feeling fatigued. Then you're, you've gone way too far. So start modest. And a good rule of thumb is decrease maybe a couple hundred calories, 150 calories even to start. Uh, decrease maybe include in that uh, about 30 grams of carbohydrates and start there. If that isn't triggering, you can always decrease a little more. You don't have to wait six weeks. Decrease, see where you're at a week or 10 days later. Now, don't decrease, wake up the next morning and go, oh, I didn't lose weight. I have to decrease. You don't know <laughs> the next day. <laughs> you're going to have to give it some time. So I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain of some of the science at MetPro. When we are parsing or evaluating somebody's average metabolic rate, we use a drag or a tail of nine days. I look back nine days, and, and even if you wanted to get more accurate, I, I'd actually look back 30, but I can get a pretty accurate baseline by taking the last nine days and then averaging your daily body weight. And what you're gonna find is if you do that, that's about your average where you're at. And you're gonna be able to see real trends up or down, good or bad. So take averages over time, keep the exercise consistent, slow reductions in calories, starting with carbohydrates or sugar if there's excess in your diet. And that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck, Brandy, and getting started with manipulating calories, carbohydrates uh, for weight loss while exercising. Awesome. Very good. Well, thank you yep. very, very much for all of that. Um, and if people would like uh, personalized help for their fitness goals, uh, where can they find you? We'd love to help them. Uh, Metpro.co slash TCO for the clip out. Wonderful. Thank you. Peloton Artist Collaboration. We have a new artist series, as we do practically every week these days. I think it's every week. Yeah. yeah. Sure seems it. Every once in a while, it seems like they miss one, but, yeah. you know. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, it's David Guetta. 
Ta-da. Woo! I had no idea what David Guetta looked like. I didn't I, either. I didn't think it would be like the guy that sells me my car insurance. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? What's that? Is uh, Mitchell from uh, Modern Family. Oh, I see that a little bit. Yeah, because of the glasses. Yeah. I think it just gives him that overall look. <laughs> I don't know if he has red hair, but in this picture, kind of looks, looks red. It looks a little red. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so David Guetta, that's your jam. Yeah. Lots of people are excited. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them, too. There's, like, nine classes. So, yeah. you have all kinds of opportunities. Well, he does so many remixes and mm-hmm. stuff. So, it's honestly, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a cheat because you can do so many different artists because he does so many of those sorts of things. That so. is true. Peloton Celebrity Sightings. I feel like it's been a bit since we've heard from Michelle K. I know. But, she's so uh, quiet lately. Yeah, but then she comes back. Boom. Tiffany Thiessen. I'm so old. I didn't realize she wasn't an Amber anymore. I know. Remember those days? Yeah. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yep. Now she's just Tiffany Thiessen. But uh, she, apparently she digs her Peloton. Yes. And so Michelle K got to not only talk to Tiffany Theason, but she got to talk to her about Peloton. How about oh that? my gosh. But did she get to talk to Andrea Barber? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's true. She Michelle K up. has interviewed a lot of people. That's she may true. have. Okay. <laughs> Let us know, Michelle K. <laughs> this is a fun article, though. Lots of little good tidbits in here about not only her feelings on Peloton, but also all kinds of things like Pilates and sleeping and hit and etc. Other connected fitness. So uh, Mashable had a nice write up about Tonal. They did a review of it and were fans. Yeah. And they say the bottom line Tonal is like an at home personal trainer that gives you weight recommendation, helps you fix your form, and tracks all your progress. That is a good summary. Yeah. That's really uh, all you need to know. That's exactly what it does. Does everything. Yeah. Worth every penny. It worked for me. That and MedPro. Yeah. Good combo. Good yes. combo. And also, while we're talking about uh, other connected fitnessy stuff, LG TVs are getting a fitness app. Yeah, I I know to rival Apple. No, it won't. No, no, it won't. How it's, many people use the other things baked into their smart TVs? I mean, I you know. use Netflix, you use Hulu, stuff like that. But like all that other stuff. Yeah, like our refrigerator is a Samsung, and it has like yeah. what Bixby on it. I don't right. ever freaking use Bixby. Yeah, yeah. Like once every six months, I'll be like, "What is all this other stuff on here?" And yeah. then I'll click through it and be like, "Oh, okay, yeah. never mind." Yeah, so. I just use my phone for all that. Yeah, <laughs> but I love seeing the inside of my refrigerator. That's pretty cool. <laughs> In case you missed it. Oh, my goodness. People love Tunde arms. I mean, Tunde does have some really sexy arms. <laughs> and now you, too, can have arms with Tunde. And it's uh, she did the original program, started on the guide. It was one of the, the uh, exclusives. Mm-hmm. Seven weeks is up. You can now build your arms on all of the Peloton platforms. It's been released into the wild. Into the wild. Seven weeks of waiting went like that. Go get it. Yep. I've heard a lot of people doing this one. A lot of people are doing I mean, this ev- one and Emma Lovewell's Crush Your Core 2. So. And that makes it. I mean, everybody talks about her arms. I know. So, like, it makes total sense that people were chomping at the bit. It does. Yeah. It does. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Ian Witchman. Hey, Ian. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. So glad to have you here. So... You were considered an OG, correct? Yeah, both my wife and I, well, probably wound up referencing a lot. We've had our bike since April of 15. Wow. We weren't part of the original 14 OGs who, who consider themselves, you know, the true OGs. But yeah, 
I remember, like it was yesterday, they had a, a pop-up shop in East Hampton, New York. And so we just happened to be in East Hampton, walked into the shop and thought it was a great concept, but, you know, we didn't buy. And this was the summer of 14. And then, you know, my wife, you know, both of our jobs changed, requiring us to really only be able to exercise at home at odd times. And so, you know, my wife said, let's do it. I had never taken a spin class before. Never. And I'm saying, okay, give it a shot. I immediately embraced it. Immediately. <laughs> the day we got it delivered, I logged on. I rode a Jess throwback Thursday ride, I think it was. <laughs> oh, man. And, and you know, never looked back. I found the OPP first. Yeah. And my love of the rides. And then the OPP kind of brought me in. And I was addicted immediately. It took Lisa a bit to navigate into it and then into the OPP. And again, the OPP, you know, sucked her in along with the rides. Do you remember how many people were on the OPP when you joined? A few hundred times. Yeah. A few hundred times. (laughs) That's so crazy. Um, And you knew everybody. And I don't necessarily, I was hoping that this wouldn't go, you know, become and, oh, it was so good back then. You know, I don't want to be that guy, but it was so good back then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You knew everybody. You knew everybody. And many of us made the way to the 23rd Street studio. And we all knew each other. And even if you didn't live locally, we knew each other because there were so few of us. You know, instructor shout outs. You'd get multiple shout outs a ride because there were only 20 of you on a ride. 30 of you on a ride. Um, I remember the first Christmas sales booth where like, you know, it was mid-December and lots of people started getting them. And then you'd see kind of the numbers creep up and there'd be a hundred people on the ride. And you'd be like, wow. <laughs> um, and then post Christmas, there'd be like 200. And then that was probably 15. And then this, then you knew what was coming the next year. And the next year was like a thousand after Christmas. And it just, it skyrocketed. Wow. So it was great. And you know, everything's got to get bigger for it to succeed, but it was great. Was there any hesitancy when you were looking at the bike in terms of like, what if this company shits the bed and now what do I do with this thing? I never really thought of that. You know, truthfully, it, you know, for the amount that it costs, and I know the buy-in is excessive, you know, but if you really think of a gym membership over the course of the year, you know, it's not all that different. So to make the investment valid, you know, you really needed them to last a year or so. But it was probably naive in, in the financials. I didn't look at the financials. I didn't think about it. Yeah. I figured they had enough money to get it going. They'd be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a good point that like, you know, if you actually do crunch the numbers, you only really needed like a year to 18 months. Especially with two of you using it. Yeah. And I once did the math and I equated, okay, so after like a year and in the first years, the first couple of years, you know, my wife and I were riding six, seven days a week. And on Thursday, you know, I used to know Jen's schedule by heart. Um, You know, there was one day a week, it was either Tuesday or Thursday, I forget. Jen would have an eight o'clock ride for 30s. Then she would have a 9.30. And then she would do like a half an hour or a shorter ride, 30 minute ride. Or maybe it was a 45, 45, and then a 30 minute ride. So, and the Jen's crazies would do triples. And, you know, Jen would, because there's only a handful of them, Jen would reference, you know, good to see you back. And so, you know, we did so many rides in our first couple of years that it paid for itself so quickly. And now the company's big enough that it can shit the bed, but it will still be around. So <laughs> that's... You don't have to worry you know, either but, way. But due to the due to the warranty I got, you know, we still have the same bike. I was going to ask you if you we, had... The... We still have a bike. The original bike we had was ultimately replaced, you know, within the warranty period. 
and the fat bike has lasted, we did upgrade our, our tablet at one point, and we thought about getting the, the swivel, the bike plus, I guess it's called, but ultimately we got the guide, and the guide really provides the same purpose. We actually bought the, the tread, but when they called for to deliver it, we um, did the measurements and, you know, our six foot, seven foot, whatever it is, drop ceiling in our basement, just couldn't accommodate. Oh, so we couldn't God. take the tread. We did early tread boot camp in, this, in the old tread studio and loved it and, you know, thought about getting the, the updated tread, but the in our basement still just doesn't accommodate it well. Wow. So you live pretty close to the studio. Where exactly do you live? I mean, not live like... Long Long Island. Island. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm not asking for your address, just to be clear. <laughs> but can you introduce us to Billy Joel? <laughs> you know what? Unrelated, my mom was three years ahead of Billy Joel at Hicksville High School growing up. So, what? you know, everybody's got, you know, three degrees, seven degrees of Billy Joel and on and on, as I'm sure everybody in Jersey does for Bruce Springsteen. We're like that for John Hamm. Yeah, like that's, that's kind of. We don't have as many we don't people have as many. here. <laughs> we John Hamm and Nelly and yeah. yeah. I think you exhausted the list. That's it. No. That's all we got. <laughs> Jenna Fisher. That's true. That's yeah. true. Jenna yeah. Fisher. Yeah, Joey Botafogo is not always popular. Yeah. Oh, we've got James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yes, yeah. that is true. That is true. Yeah. But anyway. So we do live close, and especially during the summers, although all year round, there's a whole group of us who would get together in the city. We would all go for gen rides, either one or two of them, and and then we would all go for brunch. There's a big group of us who who did it for forever until until 20. Yeah. Do you think that when the studio opens the rest of the way, do you think that that group will get back in together? Yeah, but you know, in 18 and 19, it became much harder. It became much harder to get bikes. You know, back in the early times, you can walk in, you know, they would sell credits, they would sell bikes. and But weekdays, they would just walk in and you can get a bike early. And when you bought a bike, you would get like 10 free studio rods. And we would exhaust those quickly. And every now and again, you know, you've learned the process. You knew the studio. You knew the bikes you wanted to get on. So we do it all the time. But it, it really got very competitive to get into one of Jen's rides on Sundays. Jen Ely was like the bike whisperer. Like she would get in. Somehow Jen Ely would wind up with a front row bike every week. <laughs> She got invited to the soft opening, too. So she's still she got did. the touch. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a whole group of people who are, they, they were first studio writers alone. You know, Heather Caden was one of them. You know, she, she for years didn't have a bike. Now, I think eventually she got a bike, but she was a studio only buyer, rider. There are a lot of them. It's funny how, like, you bought a bike because you got tired of having to fight to get a bike in a <laughs> real life class. And then you turn right back around and do the same thing. <laughs> The 23rd studio was great. You know, I equated to Shade Stadium, which is just a local New York reference. I mean, Shade Stadium was dumb, but we as Met fans loved it. And the 23rd Street, you know, it wasn't the nicest bike studio, but it was great. You know, if I were in the city and I worked in the city at the time, if I was in the city between appointments and I was in that area, I would just go to the studio and just hang around. They would have, at first, or not first, but eventually Jack's Coffee took took over the conception. And then somebody else came in after that. But you would go, you'd sit down. And like that's when you got to know the riders. Like DJ John Michael was always there. All the instructors were there. And we just sit outside. You know, we would hang around with Cody before rides. It was great. 
So it was great. You knew everybody back then. <sighs> Those were the um, days. And, but again, in 18 and 19, it got tough. You know, they'd have guards making sure that, you know, fans didn't come up onto the stage and then they'd escort the instructor out. I mean, in, back in the day, you know, I remember like 16, you know, a group of Jen's writers got together on her birthday in the studio and surprised her. I forget something that was meaningful time, maybe tickets to Hamilton or something like that. And, you know, we just hung around with Jen outside the studio with birthday cake. <laughs> wow. It's like when people talk about Greenwich Village in the mid 60s and it was just like, oh, just Dylan would walk in and there'd be Paul Simon. And <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and in this case, you know, Alex and Dylan and Jen is like Carly Simon, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she, probably, she probably hate that reference, by the way. But. Calling her Carly Simon, you think? Yeah. That's funny. I just tried to think of somebody, some female performer in the 70s who was huge. <laughs> I mean, kind of in the middle of that, you know, Yacht Rock. So you'd think she'd be okay with it. I would think. Yeah, she'd... maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so you said that you had never taken a spin class before. Were you fairly active in other ways before you got the Peloton? Yeah, I was active. Truthfully, when I got the Peloton, I was probably in the best shape of my life at that time. And I got the Peloton and just, you know, went crazy on it. I rode all the time and I got in even better shape. But I was always active. I played old guy softball. Every now and again, I played soccer. So I tried to keep active. Did you say you played old guy softball? Is that what you just said? Well, if it's softball, I shouldn't have said that's redundant. If it's softball, it's it's unless you're like a competitive college D1 softball player. And once you graduate college, you're officially old guy softball. Not <laughs> Okay. Well, I did not know that. That's uh, that is new information to me. <laughs> and but you know, kudos to the D one or D three, the college softball athletes. They're true athletes. The people who I play with, we might have been athletes. Now we're just getting by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, are you still using Peloton? Do you still work oh, out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, I use that. I use the guide. Did I ride this morning? Oh, I did because there are no live rides. I like to ride live rides. And today, it's Juneteenth when you record this. And there were no live rides. So I, I just went out for a run. But I rode over the weekend. Kendall taught class yesterday. I Kendall yesterday, who I love. And she did a great Father's Day ride. And on Saturday, oh, I rode a Matt Wilbur's Power Zone Endurance ride on Saturday. So, yes, I'm completely active. I try to ride every morning at 8 East or 7 3 Eastern. They always have a live ride. They're mostly on ride. And because of that, I don't always ride, with, although I love all the instructors. You know, Alex, a few, Alex really only subs sometimes during the morning, but Kendall's usually a 7 30 instructor once a week. Allie used to. I don't know if that had something to do with basketball season. Christine used to. Selena is always a Monday kind of ride with them and on the weekends club bangers I'll try to ride on a Saturday if it's if Alex is teaching but but yeah I still ride all the time it's still my main form of exercise that's wonderful I mean that's been a long time so that's really cool that it's lasted that long the love of it has lasted that long for you yeah and the actual piece of equipment yeah like, absolutely no joke either yeah it's great you know the quality is is outstanding the customer service of Peloton is fantastic. So, you know, nothing but love for the company, the brand, and what they do. And you still feel that way, even in even in 2022. So I'm pointing that out because sometimes we hear from people that, you know, the feedback is that people who have been part of Peloton for a long time don't love Peloton as much anymore. So I'm just 
reiterating that you're saying it's been that long and you still love them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I appreciate what they miss, but you can't have that forever. You know, a company's got to evolve. A company has to evolve. And so, you know, the company couldn't survive with 100 riders. It couldn't. That's know. true. That is very true. So I'm happy with what they produce. And so I'll continue. I'll continue to. Yeah, things have to change. When we started the show, we were actually, we just recorded it on cassette and we mailed it to people. <laughs> and so. We've come, know, a long way. Plus, come a long way. Plus, plus, at one point I was the face of Peloton. That is I was, true. I was either the first or the second home rider Peloton boutique photo shoot. So on. what year did that take place? I think that was in 17. It was the Mills were there. Yeah. The Savages were there. Christina Ribeiro um, was there, I think. Yes, yes, she was. Marissa Singer, and I'm going to mispronounce her name, but I think it's Grizel. Okay. She's a really strong rider, adorable family. Like, she was out riding me, like, fully, like, eight months, nine months pregnant. Wow. Um, She was in the photo shoot also, to my recollection. But yeah, that was the group of us. That's cool. So I have to say, by the brand. They gave me my first modeling gig. <laughs> Your first. What have you been Wait, working been on more? since then? Like, well, it's the only one, but, but <laughs> it, you know, had you not said that, it implies that there were others. That's true. <laughs> you That's ruined true. it. I'm sorry. Um, I was uh, just, you know, wanted to tease you a little bit. So we'll take all that no, out no, in post. I, I, still, I still have to <laughs> no put my, my, my book together with my with my shots and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and, but yeah, no. I think you know, dad bods are making a comeback. So <laughs> <laughs> future for me. <laughs> I will say the one thing, if I can go back to 2015 and I fell in love with the bike too much because oh, it really? was to the detriment of my upper body workout. Oh. And I didn't realize that really until they started doing floor ex- the floor exercises and I started doing that and I'm like, oh my God, I've got super strong legs and I can't lift anything. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it was about that time that, that I said, I've got to do other things. That's good. I mean, you should have a well-rounded workout. And, you know, Peloton says that as well. And they always have. They've always been like, you should sometimes when I remember one time there was a social media post and John posted something or maybe he talked to us in person. And I just remember this. But he said that some people ride too much that like they need to do other things because there were people that were bragging about that they had done like 7000 rides that week. And he was like, I mean, that's great and all. But like, you got to do other things. (laughs) I feel like he was calling out Laura Fuggeroo. It wasn't, though. It wasn't. (laughs) One of the more clever things that Laura did, and Laura's a fantastic writer, and her daughter's great. If ever you watched The Circle, her daughter was on Yes, yes. Laura was the original crazy rider. As many of us were approaching our our 200, 300, 500 rides, she was approaching 1,500. But the best was she made a point to ride her her 1,212th ride with Cody. (laughs) Because it was the one two one two ride, and I don't know if he still does it, but Cody's, of course, always rhythm based, and he always used to say one two one two, and she wrote her one thousand two hundred twelve ride. And I thought that was really clever. That is, that's great. <laughs> I love that. So now, does your wife still write a lot too? Oh yeah, yeah. My wife, I mean, she's in the best shape of her life, and I think that she used to write a lot, but. You know, a couple of years, probably two years ago, she got started doing the floor exercises really fairly religiously and combined that with the bike and is in fantastic shape. That's awesome. That's really uh, yeah, cool. So she's as invested. Truthfully, she was the one who, who wanted to get the guide. And so it was great. And she's got just a host of teachers who she enjoys, too. 
That's fabulous. Do you have like a most memorable time that you went to the studio? Like something crazy happened? Something crazy happened. Just memorable. Whatever you consider no, crazy. I mean, I did go on my birthday one year. They're not open. My birthday is Christmas Eve. And oh. They're not open anymore on my birthday. But one year I did. It was back when Robin's 3 for 31 had been in December. So I, I went into the city. I rode with Robin and then did my three miles on the right on the east side highway. And then went back to the studio. I think we rode with Alex. Um, Jason Rosenberg was there. And we took a picture with Alex. This was back when Alex was new to the company. It was, and then, you know, we were on the stage with Alex, which you can't do anymore. And it, it was a good birthday. Oh, that's awesome. But, but, not, but nothing real crazy. Like, you know, I remember when my wife did her first, she did her 100th ride. You know, I couldn't be there. She did it in studio. It was Jen's ride, I'm sure. And I remember, like, the 100th ride was such a big deal back then. I'm sure it still is, but I remember bringing her flowers and putting it into one of the lockers. Oh, that's so sweet. And you guys were part of the group that was on Good Morning America, right? Yeah, we were on Good Morning America. It was a really cool morning. We were there forever, but the Good Morning America was great. <laughs> so how long does something like that take? You said you were there forever. We were there pretty early. You know, the, the show starts at six and I don't know if we were in like the eight to nine hour or nine to ten hour. It still has that hour. Um, but we were there really early. I think we probably had to show up at like five thirty, six o'clock. And it was many of the kind of the same people, the many of the same uh, studio writers. It was a really nice morning. I think you can add that to your modeling resume. I, I, I think so too. I think that I counts. Could, I, could. <laughs> I could. That's a good idea. His national television appearance. Yeah, yeah. That's my second time. <laughs> First appearance. <laughs> and when people call you out next time, like, oh, has there been more? Like, I mean, on national television. You know, that, that was your, my follow up. That's your jam. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of like studio things that were really nice. Like Chrissy Blackwood used to come in for her birthday and just like buy everybody and just invite riders to come in and ride on her birthday. Aww. And so, you know, I remember in May of 20 and I remember, I think I pinged Chrissy and I, I said, you know, if this thing is still going on in August, I'm really going to be pissed if we can't celebrate your birthday in the studio again. And here we are, you know, almost three years later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. Someday. Do you think whenever they open the doors back up, you'll be able to get in on a regular basis still? We know that thousands upon thousands of people bought bikes in the last three years. And I'm sure many of them want to go to the studio and meet the instructors. And every now and again, I think the OPP, you'll see people posting pictures of it. They, they, they were walking outside the studio and ran into so-and-so instructors. So I think that the demand is going to be overwhelming. Plus, yeah. there are far fewer bikes. So I think the demand is going to be overwhelming. In fact, you know, I guess was got an invite to like enter a lottery for a bike in one of the Fridays. And she passed it on to me. And by the time I clicked on you know, it was over. Wow. And I need to get in. Yeah. So I think the demand is going to be overwhelming. And because I'm local, you know, once they're back to seven days, I, you know, I could probably get in on a random Tuesday where the demand might not be as, as strong. But I don't anticipate having any shot at a bike in when it opens up. Do you think they're going to go back to seven days? Because right now they're only going to have three days. That's what they're saying. And some of the instructors have said that, hey, we're only going to do rides with classes with people in them certain days of the week. We're not going to ever go back to all classes. So I have no idea. I'm so kind of out of the loop. Yeah. You know, I used to trade messages. Oh, you know, so-and-so is not on the schedule this week. You know, you think there's a problem. <laughs> 
and you know, and of course there never was. Um, but you know, so it used to be like, oh, I spoke to so and so in the studio, and don't worry, everything's fine. Or, you know, somebody has name with somebody, but I'm so remote, so I have no clue what the plan is. I would hope they would. I'm sort of the loop that I got onto ride. I noticed that the schedule wasn't seven thirty two Fridays ago, and that it was eight o'clock, and Robin was teaching, which was out of the ordinary. But I didn't know why, and I really didn't think too hard about it. So I get on the ride, and all of a sudden, Lisa had told me that they were going to have press events. So I wasn't surprised to see people there, but I was surprised to see people there. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it that particular day. Yeah. So I'm so out of the loop, so I couldn't even venture, I guess. But I will tell you, like the first few minutes, it was really good. I had goosebumps seeing people in the studio and the instructors kind of feeding off the energy of the people in the studio. And it was really good. And I really missed having riders in the studio. I completely agree. I didn't take it live, but I did take the class with Robin, that first one. And it was nice to see people back in the studio. It was nice to feel the energy again. And I'm just such a nerd about all the stuff. I was like so busy looking at like how the mirror was positioned and it's different and how there's like a big space behind people and now the instructors and now it highlights different people. I was so busy looking at all of that. <laughs> I will say though, the one thing, and this began before the studio closed. If I had to say one thing I'm disappointed with, I don't like how they put John Michael off to the side for DJ rides. Yeah, John Michael should be center. He should be right next to the. He's so important to those rides. He is. That's absolutely true. I love him. I love his energy and I love what he brings to those classes. And I do totally agree with that. He should be front and center. Remember when there was that brief time period where they took him out of the classes altogether? You remember that? It lasted for like two seconds. I remember that. I remember the first time they mic'd him up. So for a long time, for years probably, John Michael did not have a mic. He just danced. <laughs> and then one day they gave him a mic and it was awesome. And then like the next time he didn't and we went nuts. Because <laughs> um, everything about John Michael, everything John Michael is a part of is better than it is without him. He is amazing. That is true. Uh, Cody and John, Cody and John Michael used to have a Sunday ride and a Sunday evening ride, like five o'clock. And it was a great ride. It was a great ride. Cody brings in a, a great, you know, group of people from the Manhattan area come down to his rides. And it was great. It used to be, again, I'm going to go back. It used to be Jess used to have a 45 minute ride with John Michael on Fridays, followed by Robin. And then Cody used to have the Sunday. He used to go Jess, Robin, then Cody had like a, I don't know, seven o'clock ride something like that after they cleaned up the DJ equipment. And then on Sunday, Cody would come in and John Michael would come in. It was great. I miss that schedule. I miss that because that was when they had a whole bunch of really fun instructors at 6 a.m. Eastern time, 5 a.m. Central. And also I love that. kind of a shadow Peloton star is John Michael's partner, um, Brian, used to like he used to, to be a, a manager in the studio. Yeah. Um, and he is so super nice also. He's related to Jess King, though, right? Brian? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that somebody told me that somewhere along the way. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. But they're a great couple. I love them. They definitely, I love all their posts. They're very upbeat and wonderful. I've never met, yep. never met his partner, but we've met DJ John Michael a couple times and he's just delightful. He's just as delightful in person as he is on the rides and the runs. Just wonderful. He is. He is amazing. I remember when Peloton wouldn't let us interview him because they were like, well, he yep. doesn't actually work here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they were like, he's not an employee. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't remember, regardless of kind of how they paid him, even riding in 15, like he was doing DJ rides on Fridays back then. So I don't 
remember Peloton without him and couldn't imagine Peloton without him. <laughs> like every once in a blue moon, they bring in a guest DJ who were the guest DJs were great, but but they're they not DJ John Michael. Michael. Yeah, you know, didn't have the personality. And John Michael's got such a good relationship with all of the instructors, with Robin and with Jess and with Cody, especially because he's taught so much with them. But he kind of could harness kind of the energy of the rider and the music of the instructor. So whether he's instructing with Alex or, you know, Hannah. <laughs> or like, Matt Wilpers, because that's one yeah, of my like, favorites. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, he just knows he can take their personality and create a playlist that's perfect for their personality and their riders. And so if you were taking a ride with him and Matt Wilpers, it would just be a Matt Wilpers ride, only even better. <laughs> Agreed. It's like Matt Wilpers plus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we all know he needs help with his music. Even I know that. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, he gets a lot of grief for his rhythm. But I think, you know, he's sneaky, though. I think he's better than people give him credit for when it comes to kind of his music taste and what he can do. He's more dynamic. Than I think he's very eclectic, to be fair. I think it's just mm -hmm. that people tend to not be as eclectic as he is. Therefore, they're not as appreciative of his diversity of music because it kind of yeah. you could have seven totally different kinds of music be in the same ride. And I think that drives some people crazy. <laughs> so all of the instructors have great stories, but all of them are so talented beyond the bike. Like we know Allie, it works, you know, at Nets Games. And Hannah is an aerialist. And I have to, because I love her, bring up Nicole. Nicole, I didn't find this out until our last ride, but have the, 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 the sickest voice. <laughs> like she sang during her final ride and was unbelievable. For people listening that were new, that's Nicole Moline. And we actually have an interview with Nicole if you want to go back and listen, if you didn't get to know her, because there's a lot of people that are new yeah. that wouldn't know who that is. So yeah. <laughs> even yeah, people that aren't afraid. new might not know who she is. That's, just, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. You went back in the archives for you that did. one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, do you have a preferred instructor? I don't. I don't. I'll ride. So they're all great in their own ways. Like, I love Alex. I love his music. He's great. You know, I remember his first ride. Many of them, I was there for Emma's first ride. I was there. I think I was in the studio for Alex's first ride. Not Jen, not Hannah. You know, they're all great. They're all really great. Jen, Jen is like one of us. I graduated from Syracuse. Jen graduated from Syracuse. You know, love her music, love everything about her, like her people, everything about Jen is great. Although I can't ride with Jen live because my wife gets the bike from Jen's live. <laughs> um, so the yeah. only way I would ride Jen live is if I were in studio or if Lisa were away. I remember your wife's gotten many, many shout outs on rides that I've been on. She's like, where's Ian today? Did you get the yeah. bike today? Ian didn't get the bike. <laughs> never. Ian never gets the bike. <laughs> in fact, I would joke with Monica on rides, you know, saying the second ride of the day, if Jen was teaching two classes, the second ride is the husband ride. <laughs> uh, because, you know, that's the ride that Bob and I can ride. <laughs> that's right. That's great. <laughs> so uh, do you have any advice for people who are just entering the world of Peloton? You know what? I remember many of us, me included, we were hesitant to ride our first ride live. Just hop on a ride and just ride and have fun. Don't worry about it. You know, you'll figure out your pace, you'll figure out the cadence, you'll figure all of that out, you know, over time. Don't stress it and just get on for the first time and ride and you'll, you'll figure it out really quick. 
Yes. And, but also, if you can, write consistently at the same time and look out for people kind of in your ability, because that's how you get to know each other. Like two of my best Peloton friends, don't sprint. Early on, like I would ride at 8 a.m. New York time. She would ride at crazy, like five o'clock Pacific time. And we were always kind of within a few points of each other. And because there's so few of us, you got to know each other. One day she pinged me and she's like, hey, you know, we're both, you want to like draft off each other and see if we can get each other to 500. And so sure enough, we started riding with each other like four or five times a week. And sure enough, we eventually all both got to 500. But if you do that, you know, now, especially with the high five feature, you get to know people in your threshold. And that's kind of how you get to know people at Peloton. Even when there's thousands of people on rides, I still see a handful of people every morning at 7.30. Like I know who the 30, 7.30 people are in my ability. That's a yeah. really good advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. We didn't ask his leaderboard name. Yeah, that's what oh, I okay. was going to do. Okay. I was just making it's sure. It's really boring. It's Ian Witch. It's my first name and the first four letters of my last name early and writers like always early writers always have boring leaderboard names because everything was available so people yeah. are like what like hey john what's your leaderboard name john <laughs> yeah you know, you know we, we took that for granted the fact yeah. that we could have anything and then just chose such boring ones because people are so creative but like the whole family are all the their name witches like lisa's lisa witch my son is ty witch my other son is ben witch and so we're all the witches <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Name somebody, a kid Sam. somebody stole Susie Barris. Somebody stole her name at some point. She was the pedal pusher. She's not the pedal and pusher anymore? No, she's not the pedal pusher. What? Anymore. Like now she's the tiny tyrant. Which is also great and appropriate. Yeah, I love her so totally. much. She's the best. Can I tell my Susie Barris story? <laughs> yes, you can. Oh. So Susie Barris, now the tiny tyrant, back then the pedal pusher. She is great. Back in the day, I get off the bike one day and on the OPP, Susie Barris, who I didn't know at all at the time. I don't know how she chose me. I don't know why she chose me, but she chose to come after me. <laughs> and I get off the bike and she'd post my ride and she'd post her being like two points ahead of me. <laughs> and she did it once and I'm like, oh, and she beat me, you know, good for her. Well done. <laughs> uh, and But I'm super competitive. and But I let the first one go. And then the next day I got off the bike and boom, she hit me again. <laughs> and I said, I can't have this happen. <laughs> you know, Susie's a little older than me. She's probably like a hundred pounds dripping wet. I'm yeah. like, how could she be? No. And so I get off the bike. I got right back on the bike. I took the ride and I beat her and I posted it. <laughs> and there were a handful of people who got all wrapped up in this. Dawn got wrapped up in this and she backed me as she should have. Um, Genevieve Wheatley, she backed Susie. I think Jerry Savage backed Susie. A handful of people got behind Susie. And there was Susie's army and Ian's infantry were kind of the two. I mean, it sounds really cheesy now, but at the time it made sense. Um, and so we went at each other for months. And one day I'm in the, in the 23rd Street studio and somebody comes up to me. They're like, are you Ian? I'm like, yeah. They're like, we're all for Susie. And they start talking. But Susie is great. And, you know, she's great. And it was fun. It was one of those fun early things that would be harder to replicate now. It definitely yeah, would. For yeah, sure. she is very special lady. I love her very much. She's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Ian, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you if you would like to be found. So everybody's free to follow me. My name's Ian Witch. 
I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere I am on Meanwich. I'm on TikTok, but there's nothing there. There's nothing anywhere. Like, this is as good as I get. There's little social content. If you're interested in Syracuse sports, there might be that for you. There's no dancing on TikTok, so there's no entertainment value there. <laughs> but that's where you can find me anywhere with my at my lead board name, Meanwich. Wonderful. Awesome. <laughs> So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere on the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. Unless your account disappears. <gasps> Tom? <laughs> why? I was like, oh, I had forgotten about that drama. And now you bring it all back up. <laughs> I know. It's fun. <sighs> so you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out. And of course, our Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling and running. <laughs> <laughs>